This is the Concealed Carry Podcast, episode number 240. And welcome to the Concealed Carry Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I am your host, Riley Bowman. This evening, I am joined by Mr. Matthew Marister <laughs> in person. Yes, we're sitting here together. We are not separated by, what would it be, 1,400 miles? Around, yeah, probably. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Cool, A couple time zones. Two time zones. Mm-hmm. Mountain time versus Eastern time. Okay, real pop quiz for the podcast listeners. They should know this, most of them, if they've been listening. Which time zone are we in right now? Eastern or Mountain? Are we, did Matthew come to Mountain Time Zone? Or did Riley come to the Eastern Time Zone? And if you've been listening at all for like the last six weeks, you would know that right now we are in Cincinnati, Ohio, teaching the Triple Guardian course. We had we had 10 students registered, which is which was basically full class for this particular class. And yeah, due to some circumstances and um, some health issues, et cetera, et cetera. Well, anyway, we have eight awesome students. We have had nine yesterday. Mm-hmm. Eight incredible students today. And we are super stoked about uh, doing this class. Yeah, it's been incredible. The, the students... Uh, from day one to day two, how much they've developed and, and grown. That's the coolest thing about it, I think. Um, and it's been super hot out here, and they've been pushing through it. Oh, I mean, not my even, gosh. Not That's even exaggerating. Hot. It's huh. incredibly oppressively hot, um, and they're just continuing to push through, and it, it's awesome. Um, the center, Impact Shooting Center, yep. awesome facility. I mean, it, the guys out there yep. that run it, really cool guys. Um, really Big impressed. shout out to Shane. Yep, Shane. And Bo. And even Aaron, Aaron who yep. kind of works there, I guess. Yeah, they took good care of us so far. Yeah. I mean, the facility's super nice. I didn't even realize. I'm only an hour and 40 minutes away from that place. And I didn't even realize, uh, uh, you know, how close how close that was. And it's worth it for me to drive out, a hundred, uh, you know, an hour and 40 minutes because it's that nice of a, a place. And they're... And they're improving on it you know mm-hmm. uh, the yeah. new owners of it and they're they're, they're improving on it so yeah yep, super yeah yeah new ownership and you know you're, you're exactly right right that uh um like it's already a pretty good facility but the cool thing is it's just going to get better yeah. yeah and they know what to the cool thing about it you know that they they're building it the way it should be done mm-hmm. rather than just saying we got a bunch of land Let's have some shooters come out there. We'll put a couple berms and backstops and let them go at it. I mean, they're yeah. it, they're developing it uh, with an with with a concept and an idea, and I, and they know what they're doing as yeah. far as their shooters. They you know they get it. It's they, true. They know what people want. It's so true. it's, it's cool. you know one thing that I've never really seen before at a range like this is there's several different pistol bays, and each bay is set up with kind of a specific thing you know mm-hmm. skill or something uh specifically to that so like as you're walking by some of these pistol bays like what is it there's the, the there's a tactical bay mm-hmm. and what that is like there's like three paper backers so you could set up three uh paper targets and 
What's awesome is for their members, like you can work out of the holster, you can shoot on the move, you can do all these sorts of drills that most ranges don't allow you to do. Yeah. Which is cool. So you got the tactical bay. Then they have the, uh, what was it? It's the, It's got the steel torso. It's got three steel targets with a like a real, pretty small hit zone in the center, kind of on the high center chest. And it was starts with an A. I'm sorry. It's late. We are so pooped. You wouldn't <laughs> believe it. Uh, uh, ac- I think it's the acquisition, target acquisition pit or something like that. And uh, like I'm like... I've never seen anything like that. I mean, and it makes sense, right? Because um, these are targets and there's relatively small hit zones. And so it's like, okay, how quickly can I acquire these targets accurately, place a shot in that high center chest? Like, like really, like literally like the hit zone is about the size of a, of a heart. Um, it's super specific. Like most targets we shoot at are, are, you know, quite generous in the A zone as they call it. Target acquisition pit, tactical bay, uh, there's the plate rack mm-hmm. um, bay. There's another bay that just has a whole bunch of different steel in it. And then we're in the end bay, which is set up with 10 target stands. That's why, obviously, we had to have a limited 10 students for this class. And, you know, we can do basically whatever we need to do there. Yeah, so they it's got, all for instruction. Yeah, and they've got a rifle range down below, um, and they're doing tons more. they got so many amazing plants. So I know we're yakking, yakking, yakking on about this, but... Another really cool thing, very close to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're anywhere in the Ohio area, tri-state area, Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky, or you're going to travel into the area, you want to come to a class, they got Mickey Shook, who's been on the podcast before, coming up in August with a class. Yeah. Check that out. Hey, he's a competitor, whatever. you know. But, <laughs> uh, and we've been doing this class here, but it's pretty easy to travel into Cincinnati, fly into Cincinnati, and uh, accommodations are all close to the range. Hotels yeah. are close. Food is close. We had this barbecue place last night, Woots Barbecue. Oh, dude, yummy! That was incredible. There's this German food restaurant, uh, Crimers or Creamers, Crimers Beer House. Yeah, and uh, we would have so gone there, <laughs> except uh, it was super busy. It was like an hour wait, and we were so we're just like we can run. We're not going to wait yeah. an hour, but yeah. it smelled amazing. I stepped inside, talked to the um, to the head waitress, and and I was like, oh, this smells amazing. And they're super pro Second Amendment. They had a Tommy gun, like, you know, in a glass case on the wall. And uh, you go to their Yelp page and, like, the second or third image is, like, a picture of a handgun in a case <laughs> and something pro 2A. I mean, this is on Yelp. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it looked like and smelled like amazing food. So this is a cool place for a training facility, for like sure. Impact Shooting Center. So, so we should stop yakking on. Uh, but we'll... Give, we're giving mad, mad props to Impact Shooting Center and Shane and his team, uh, who have been marvelous hosts. Uh, we're thrilled to be here teaching the Triple Guardian course. It's our three days. Uh, we got these three days are split up as Guardian Essentials. We cover essential skills of defensive shooting. Day two, which is what we just completed today, is Guardian Standards. And that's where we start to really... Uh, we've, we have some kind of basic standards and skills that we expect, to, you know, to get these students to um, and to, to help them get to the next level. And then that next level, the next class, that third day is Guardian Breakthrough. And the whole reason behind these names, I mean, I've described the other two, but Breakthrough is like, okay, we're about to send these students out now after three days of training. And we really want them to break through whatever's holding them back, whatever 
plateau or ceiling or however you want to think of it. Um, and hopefully we're sending them away prepared and they're actually aware of where their weaknesses are. And not only that, but how to build upon the skills they've learned and correct those things they need to correct, you know, tear down those weaknesses, you know, make them into strengths and be awesome shooters. So, um, three days of awesome training, big shout out to the students in our class, Shana, who we just love. She's been a longtime podcast listener. We got Rob, Rob Beckman. Uh, he's actually been on the podcast and he's mm-hmm. an instructor in our network. He's taken the class. We got Cameron, who's also a, uh, an instructor in our network. We've got Tom, we got Mark, we've got Barry, uh, Barry uh, Tony. Justin came Justin out for the first day. was just out here for the first day. From New York. Yep, yep. And then let's see. Uh, we, we got Barry. I said Mark. Who were we with? Oh, Jay. Jay. Don't want to forget about it. Jay. Uh, Indian food chef. Yeah. Out of the Columbus area. Yep. New cool India restaurant. Du- cool dude, man. Good so chef. cool. And they're all cool. They're all great. Did we get everybody? Yeah. Cameron, Rob, Jay, Mark, Barry, Shana, Tom, Tony. I think that's everybody. Justin on the Justin. first day. Big, big shout out to you guys. Props yeah. to you guys. And it's like they've been such troopers because it has been incredibly hot. And of course, it's it's humid, more humid than Denver, where I'm from, out here. And uh, they've been troopers. And so this one's for them, longtime <laughs> podcast listeners. You should know what this is. <laughs> that is a beer. A root beer. <laughs> IBC. Mm, mm, that's tasty. That was hard earned today, yeah. Mr. Marister. Yeah. At least 94 degrees out there, and it was just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. With no the humidity. S- not a cloud. That just, heat index was, yeah. Woo, yeah. Constant sweat. <laughs> I mean, my face looked like, like there was no, no cloud in sight, no rain in sight, but my face was just raining sweat. Yeah. It was. Yeah, I hate to I hate to complain about something like that, but it was very very hot. But the company was excellent and the class was awesome too. Yeah, I have to say. Anyway, hey, today's episode by the way is brought to you by We've got these two new online free courses available to anyone if you'll just go to these links and sign up. One big theme of these courses, uh, we're really working with students, you know, and helping them to master the grip on the handgun. It's so critical. It's got to be done, especially to manage recoil, shoot quickly, shoot accurately. The Handgun Grip Development Course by Next Level Training and Mr. Next Level Training, that is Mike Hughes, and the man is the man where it comes to grip. So check out Mike Hughes' course, Handgun Grip Development, available for free on concealedcarry.com. Go to concealedcarry.com forward slash grip course. And today's other episode sponsor is the Ultimate Dry Fire Training Program with John Wallace of the Shooter Shooter Technology Group, uh, makers of the Laser app that pairs so well with a CERT training pistol or whatever. Uh, Many of you are familiar with the Laser app. If you're not, you got to go check that out too. They made this cool little shot timer that plugs into your phone. Um, interfaces with an app there and they're doing other like they're they're developing other technology around that so that's super cool and so yeah big props to these guys uh the ultimate dry fire training program course is uh you want to go sign up at concealedcarry.com forward slash dry fire course d-r-y-f-i-r-e 
C-O-U-R-S-E. And the, these courses, I mean, there's a lot of work that went into these courses to offer them for free is good. I mean, they're not just like a 20-second or two-minute YouTube video. I mean, it's, yep. a, it's curriculum, um, and it's good. It's yeah. really good If you good follow stuff. along with them and you work your way through them, uh, you know, you take it seriously. Like, it's going to take you several sessions to get through, mm-hmm. you know, probably a couple of hours, and uh, they're really good. So go check this out. Available for free. Concealedcarry.com. Once again, concealedcarry.com forward slash dry fire course and concealedcarry.com forward slash grip course. So with that, let's introduce today's episode, uh, Matthew. This is a pre-recorded interview that uh, we, well, you weren't there, but but we as a company. In spirit. As, <laughs> yes, you were, <laughs> indeed. Uh, that we recorded with, is an interview with James Yeager. So this is James Yeager part two. He was on the podcast. I don't remember exactly what episode, but it was a little while ago now. And uh, we interviewed with him at the the NRA show, I think it was, mm-hmm. in Dallas. And this is at the Fioki booth. So actually, I need to mention that today's honorary sponsor is Fioki Ammunition for making it possible for us to go into their booth and record uh, several interviews. This is one of the last ones, I think, that we, that we did the, at the show there and at their booth uh, that we needed to release. So FiokiUSA.com would be where to learn more about Fioki and their great lines of ammunition. Fioki sometimes trips people up how to say it and also how to spell it. That is F-I-O-C-C-H-I-U-S-A.com. Uh, so thanks to them. And what, who you'll hear in just a moment here together with me as a co-host of the podcast. He, he's also a former guest or past guest. And uh, that is Buell Collins, and he's the marketing manager over there at Fioki Ammunition. And he's just a good dude. Uh, one thing about Buell that I really like is he trains a lot, and he trains hard. He's trained a, a you know bunch of different places, um, and he's trained with James Yeager. Now, James Yeager, everyone knows, he can be a bit of a controversial figure. Some people think his, his training's controversial, but I'll tell you what, if you just visit with the man and pick his brain... Um, yeah, he he will maybe say some things that you don't necessarily agree with, mm-hmm. but you know what? I say things people don't agree with. You say things people don't, <laughs> a don't lot agree of things. with. Maybe we don't say it quite as um, controversial, co- controversial sounding, mm-hmm. <laughs> or with as much. Uh, what's the word? What's a good way of describing Mister Yeager? Oh man, um, unique. He is he is a unique character. <laughs> he's convicted. Sure. He, he's, he 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 has his convictions. You know, he believes what he he's he, I would say he's a genuine guy. Like w- what you see is what you get with him. He's going to sure. tell you what he thinks. He's yep. not going to sugarcoat it. He's not going to act one way in, in in public in a different way. He's just that that's who he is. Um True. he believes what he believes and you know, that that's you know it. And that whether you like him or not, hate him or not, um uh, agree with him or not, that's still that's a measure of integrity. Yeah, someone that is true to themselves and true to what they believe in, and they stand by and live by it. And that's what he does, mm-hmm. right? So, anyway, you know what? We are all about bringing all kinds of different viewpoints and perspectives to the program. Uh, and you know, when an opportunity comes up to connect again with James and say hello and sit down and talk about stuff, training, shooting, whatever it is. I'm not going to pass up that opportunity. And we enjoyed our time with James. So thank you to you, sir, MFCEO of Re- uh, Tactical Response Training. So uh, anyway, we're going to kick it off 
now turn you over to the pre-recorded interview with James Yeager and Buell Collins as special co-host. And uh, thanks for doing this with me tonight, Matthew. Yeah, no, thank you. And uh, I'm just ready for day three tomorrow and and uh, have fun. Just got to survive, right? Yeah. One more day. One day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll play back this interview now, and we'll catch you on the other side for just a quick outro. Hey, folks, uh, it's Riley here with ConcealCarry.com and the Conceal Carry Podcast, and we are pleased again on uh, day two here at Fioki, but really day three of the show at the NRA Annual Meetings 2018. We're sitting here at the Fioki Ammunition booth. Buell Collins is on is back on the podcast hey, how you guys with, doing? with us, which is awesome. And in fact, he doesn't know this yet, but he has now been promoted to guest host of the podcast Whoa, wow <laughs> nice because you know i gotta i gotta have a guest i gotta have a co-host right I'm unless james man. wants to be the you're co-host. the guest co-host the guest co-host there you go man that's a big title yeah mm-hmm. well i don't pay much but <laughs> so but we're we're pleased to have with us james yeager on the podcast for I'm, a I'm, second time i believe i am really really glad to be here because <laughs> There's a chair here. <laughs> That's the best part, right? <laughs> no, I, I, no, I enjoy do, I enjoy doing these things, and uh, but uh, it is a, it is a nice chair. Fioki went all out on the chairs. Hey, anything uh, we can do for you, Jim? High class, uh, you know, top dollar. You got the soft one though. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I did. That's usually reserved for the guest co-host, but <laughs> since you're such a big deal, we went ahead and sprung all out for you. <laughs> well, we once again we appreciate Fioki. Uh, thank you, Buell. Thanks for. Uh, inviting us in i mean we reached out to you what last week or or so ago yeah. and said hey man we want to do some podcasting and and you were just all over that yeah all so, for it man it's yeah. awesome thanks for coming down we yeah. really appreciate it and uh it's gonna be a good one I'm, I'm looking forward to it yeah you know so we had you on back at shot show and we spent quite a bit of time talking about you know training uh you're really passionate about training you you take it a lot more seriously than the average person that's for sure uh you told us in that episode that your goal this year is to get a hundred hours of training, correct? Which is which is great. I mean, that's phenomenal. That's that's more than, you know, a, a, that's more than a week. That's what two? I guess it depends on the length of the classes, right? <laughs> but but you know, I mean, that's that's a couple of weeks of training each year, and that's phenomenal. And you told me yesterday you're up to forty eight. Yep, hundred hours. Yep, forty eight, and we're in May, so I'm on pace. Uh, <laughs> I, I locked this guy down last night and was like, "Hey, I'm coming to Camden, my second home. Uh-huh. Going to be back at Tactical Response and uh, going to lock down some more of those hours yeah. uh, in July. So that's going to yeah. be awesome." Yeah. yeah so uh, obviously, folks are probably familiar with James Yeager, Tactical Response, or not, or not. And if they're not, they're going to be quickly familiar. <laughs> uh, what did you tell me when I walked up? You said. Uh, uh, I got a mouth. I can talk or yeah, something like yeah, that. You said, are you ready to do this? And I said, I got a mouth. That's all I need. <laughs> people, I guess some people think that's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> so much more than a pretty mouth. <laughs> so, uh, James, uh, you've been, you know, obviously on YouTube for a long time. And I actually wanted to start with this uh, because that's been a bit of a controversy in the last few months. Um, mm-hmm. YouTube started to make, try to make things a lot more difficult on YouTube channels. You've had a YouTube channel for over ten years. Yeah, and uh, you know millions of, of, of millions and millions and millions of views, and millions of subscribers, perhaps even or close to it. Um, and then you got shut down a couple months ago, really? right? Did they shut me down? I didn't even notice. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what that was, but you know, a little blip in the radar. But uh, no, right, right. Now they they you know they they asked my channel uh, yeah. for for 
You know, basically the channel, channel strikes for their rules violations, and their rules are so vague that anything could yeah. be a rules violation. So they asked my channel. I asked if I could start another one. They said I could, but just mm. don't violate the policy. So I started another channel. I didn't monetize it, and I didn't re-upload some of my more controversial videos. Uh-huh. And, um, and then I also started my own video platform where I put my controversial videos. Yeah. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about, at least a little bit here today, is give you the opportunity to talk about your, your new platform and what you're doing over there. So uh, chances are people haven't maybe found that yet or, right. or are aware of it yet. So right. where do they go? So it's uh, libertv.com. So L-I-B-E-R-T-V.com. Yep. And so people like, not, I don't know how to pronounce it. They go, it's Liberty V. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and um, and so basically, what's on there is it's absolutely free. Uh, there are podcasts, there's videos, uh, articles, things like that, and we're adding to the content daily. And then there's also a, a premium member side that has like our DVD content uh, and things like that. So mm. some of the some of the more the higher end production value stuff, and that's what we're doing now is is making more high end production value stuff, uh, more videos that like. You know, good stuff. You know, like uh, instructional, long, long duration. You know, stuff like that. And um, and so basically, how how it works is, if you're a premium member, you have total access to all of it. But if you're if you're just a, a free member, you have access to all the all the same stuff that would be on any YouTube on my YouTube channel, um, as well as uh, you know the podcast and things like that. And uh, and then I also have the stuff on YouTube. So I'll release stuff first on the premium side of Liberty TV, then the free side of Liberty TV and then on YouTube. So, yeah. you know, the just depends on how fast people want to get the information right. about stuff. Yeah. That's great, man. Uh, how's that going? I mean, you it's, seeing it's some good, good traction. It's good. It, uh, we crashed it the first night. Uh, mm. my, my, uh, the, they didn't think that 20,000 people would try to sign up at the exact same time <laughs> and that crashed it. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, it's, uh, it's buoyant as far as like financially supporting itself. Um, mm, cool. And, uh, you know, we did a Kickstarter for it that, that paid the, the, uh, the fee for having the, 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 the stuff built. Right. And so the, the next plan is I've got a couple of other things up my sleeve to create revenue so we can host other, uh, other other YouTubers, other you know, other uh-huh. other other creators. So that's what's that's what's next. And I've and yeah. I've already offered that any 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 of the any of the gun people that are having problems on YouTube can can submit at me at least one video that can be on Liberty TV, so people can find them if if YouTube axes them. Like if they just disappear, yeah. at least they could have something to refer people to. Like this is what's going on next or whatever. So yeah, uh, so that, that's where I'm at with it. Yeah, that's great, man. I and I commend you for it. And I kind of, you know, obviously when the YouTube started really cracking down on a few channels, uh, I knew this is inevitable. You know, yep. folks like you, uh, there's a couple others that are trying to do something similar, obviously. But uh, you know, let the free market solve the problem. You know? Absolutely. And a lot of people have said, "Why didn't you go to this video platform or that video platform?" Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't want me. Like there, there are some, there are some, yeah. there are some gun platforms that they talk about free speech and all this stuff that didn't, that didn't want me on there. Yeah. So that's yeah. why, that's why I made my own thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, plus you're Jaeger, you know, I mean, like that's something about right. that, that, that pretty <laughs> shiny head of yours and those pretty lips as uh, I think Buell just described them a minute ago. 
So <laughs> I said pretty mouth. Pretty lips is just oh, weird. Oh, pretty mouth. Yeah, yeah. Usually it's my 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 electric green eyes. Ooh, I hadn't noticed. But now that you mention it, oh boy. Okay, let's get off the uh, the Jaeger love train here. Get off the X. Uh, get off the X. That's hey, that's good. Very good. Is that a mullet? Yeah, that's, that's a that's, mullet. That's tasty. I like it. <laughs> it's for you guys that are listening. We're watching people walk by as they look at us with these jet fighter headsets on, <laughs> like we're yeah. sport, like we're sportscasters, <laughs> calling out calling out plays. That one, and that one was a strike. No, it was a strike. Thank it was, you, it Dallas. Was a, it was a pretty sad bullet, yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's it, that is actually kind of one of the funny things about doing podcasting of these shows is a lot of times I'm looking around and I'm observing. You know, for, for you guys some watching, of the funny people. We're sitting at a table on the same side of the table, looking out into the crowd of, of the aisle of people walking yeah. past. So it just looks like we're sitting here talking to ourselves. That's like like these weird sportscasters. <laughs> <laughs> we're here at the NRA games. Live. The NRA games. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, no, uh, uh, earlier. Yeah, yesterday we were doing. Uh, so we launched a new podcast uh, a few months ago, a shot show actually with uh, Amy Robbins, uh, who's formerly on NRA TV, and Emily Valentine. She runs a, a blog called Style Me Tactical, and uh, so we started that podcast called Not Your Average Gun Girls, and they were broadcasting yesterday from uh, Hyperfire, you know, triggers. Uh huh. And good stuff, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And so this this dude, like, and we were yeah, we were actually shooting video for that. So we had a camera set up. Uh, live feed going on, and they're sitting there, in, you know, doing their interview. And this old dude walks up. Okay, he walks up to the table, and he's just is like staring him down, like looking at him. You know, like, <laughs> what are you guys doing? You know, kind of like not saying anything, just looking at them right. very creepily. You know, it, it was really funny. It's all on camera. You know, like I, I was looking at the guy. I'm like, dude, like, hello, like we're, we're doing a podcast here. I mean, that might be a foreign concept to some old dude. I get it. That's fine, but it was pretty pretty comical. So, um, you guys obviously, I mean, James, you, you, how long have you been doing Tactical Response? About about the same, did you start the YouTube channel pretty close to the same time? No, no, no. I, I started, oh, it, was I, long, it was before I, that, I start, that you had uh, the company, right? I started training in 94. I incorporated in 1996, and I started uh, YouTube in 2005. Now, okay. I, I didn't really start YouTube, like, in earnest yeah. until uh, about 2010. Yeah. I mean, I had videos on there, but right. nothing, you know, I, right. I, did, I didn't pay much attention to it. You just, you just, you just... What decided one day? Hey, I'm gonna do some videos on YouTube. Well, uh, or did you have no, a little bit more thought process? No, there, there was, that? there was. Uh, the, our our business has grown steadily over the years, yeah. and people were showing up just unprepared. Like they they'd show mm. up, they went to the gun shop, they printed the list off the computer of the gear list. Oh yeah, went to a gun shop, and they show up with a box of stuff that's still in the packages. So I started doing, uh, you know basic stuff uh, that I thought was not that big of a deal, how to draw, how to reload, mm. you know, how to wear a gun on a belt and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And that, I didn't know, I didn't realize people besides my prospective students would even watch it. Huh. And so people started watching them and it just kind of blew up. Well, what about a video for this or that? And I'm like, okay, I'll do that. You know, and it, it, it I'd never intended to be a YouTuber. Like yeah. it, it wasn't, it was never in the plan. Um, and and you know that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know I like that because uh, we do something. We don't put it necessarily out on YouTube, uh, but we started doing something with our own classes, right? And that was 
same same similar thing. You, you you try to communicate to people when they sign up for a class. You try to communicate with them through email. You're like, look, you need to mm-hmm. have this. You need to be prepared to do that. You know, you need to meet these requirements. And then they show up to a class, and some of them totally get it. They're there. They're ready. They're ready to go. And but there's always those couple that show up, and and they're. It's like, wow, did you not see the emails? Did you not see what we put on the website? And so for all of our classes now going forward, uh, they sign up and they get links to some yep. private videos of ours. Hey, you know, here's the preparatory stuff. Go watch these videos. Like, it's actually, it's required. You show up to class, right. you don't watch the videos. Sorry, goodbye. Right. That's me too. Oh, I didn't have time to watch all that. Oh, so, well, I don't have time to teach it to you now. Yeah, you right. Know? And uh, and so I try to tell people, listen, this is an investment. And uh you know, before, during, and after, there's things you have to do for this, and uh, and I and I'm not going to penalize the students that did what they were supposed to, the the pre work, so to speak, yeah, and are ready to go. I'm not penalizing them by holding them back while I teach this crap to this guy. So, uh, yeah, that, that's what's one thing that bothered me in grade school is getting held back, uh, the class getting held back because of the dumb kids. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, Sorry, it's, it's I... hard. It's hard to teach a class, like you said. You, you're you're holding. You're having a lot of others hold, or you're a few hold a lot of others back. Sometimes when they show up and they're just not ready and prepared. So I like the idea. It, it is something that I appreciate. I think you were very forward thinking in in your approach. You know, ten, twelve years ago, whatever it was. Now, uh, in kind of having a hybrid approach to those classes, as far as like, look, here's the requirements. Go watch these videos. Or you read these instructions, whatever. Like you're kind of, it's like a, like a hybrid learning model. You well, know? it's if we have 16 hours of contact time in the class, yeah, you should have done at least four before and at least four after. Yeah, I and, like that. And uh, and we tell you what those things should be, and uh, and and if you're a motivated, you know, student, you're going to do all those things. You're going to get the 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 full value of the class. If not, you're just going to have participated, and, you yeah. know, and but maybe not really learn that much. Right. Right. How's business going these days? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I hate it for my friends in the industry that that you know sell sell guns and stuff, and 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 even ammo, you know, because the ammo prices have dropped so much, and you know, and stuff like that. But yeah. for for people that are taking classes and shooting, they're like, hey, guns are cheaper, ammo is cheaper. I'm gonna do this thing now, and yeah. And so you know, I've been, we've been, you know, been uh, <laughs> lagging behind in our growth uh, for the last eight years. And uh, so we're we're doing fine now. That's great. <laughs> and Julie, you've trained at Tactical Response a number of times. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, like I said, my second home down there in Camden. Try yeah. and get out there as much as I can and learn from these guys. And and uh, like he was saying, ammo is cheap, so buy some. Go out yeah. and train. I think ammo prices right now are cheaper, or as cheap as they've been since PlayStation Two was a thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> so it's like uh, am- yeah. yeah, AmmoSupplyWarehouse.com has got ammo delivered cheaper than i've seen in over 10 years yeah yeah yep yep and uh obviously you'll you represent fioki that's uh, correct and you guys have great value in ammunition from what i've seen yeah so you we, get that at ammo supply warehouse too you can <laughs> uh, imagine that <laughs> you get smoking deals on it uh, from those guys and they're good guys they're friends of ours yeah um and yeah let, let me let me stop you right there um when when we say they're good guys they're friends of ours like they're they're real they're real like people type people like they're shooters. They carry guns and, and things like that. And, and, you know, for people that watch my videos, I only surround myself with like, like legit folks. And, uh, you know, the crew out there at Amazon supply warehouse is, is in it to win it. And, yeah. 
and I and, and I want to buy stuff from people I like, or I, if I got to know them, I would like, you know. And and I think, you know, and that's why I tell people like, like when, when I introduce Buell to people, I go, he's one of us. He trains, you know. Like I want them to know this is like a real dude. This is not some corporate, you know, <laughs> schmuck, you know, just handing out cards. I mean, like he mm. like he believes in the whole thing. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, no. You know, that's funny because <laughs> well, I mean, you, you know how our relationship with Buell developed was shot show. Just a few months ago, yep. and I'm walking along, doing my thing, and I see you standing outside the Fioki booth that shot. I'm like, oh, hey, Jaeger, what's up, man? You know, And you were busy, you were busy talking to people, so I'm like, hey, catch you later, see you later. And I walk around the corner, and um, I don't know, if I think I might have sat down in your booth even for just a minute. And then, I don't they're know, nice somehow we, How yeah, could you not? Yeah, they're, they're, it's like one of the best places to hang, right? <laughs> you know, and I think Buell came up and like, hey, you know, just started chatting and found out he's, you know, Fioki's marketing dude and like, hey, all right, cool. And, and and we mentioned we had a podcast and he wanted to come on the podcast. So here he is. And now he's co-host. He's been he's been promoted. So uh, and that's it's just funny that through you, I meet Buell and initially it's so true. You, you how many marketing people do you meet at SHOT Show or at the NRA Show? And, yeah, they're, there's pro Second Amendment people. Yeah, they shoot or they have guns. But this guy knows a thing or two. Living it. And that, that impressed me that you work for Fioki, you're the marketing guy, and you, sh- you really live it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I'm lucky that I'm a gun guy that got a job marketing in the gun world. I'm not a marketing guy that was like, oh, <laughs> let me go on jobsearch.com and they're, oh, they're hiring. Like, I'm, this is what I'm passionate about the Second Amendment, pushing this forward, preserving our freedoms. You know, that's what I'm really passionate about. Yeah. And uh, it just so happened I got lucky enough to get a job yeah. doing what I love. So, yeah. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, uh, uh, You know, and if you, you don't have to answer, you don't want to answer, but tell me, oh, hey, it's Chris. And Michelle, what's up? Hey. <laughs> That's the Serenos. How are you? Speaking of interrupting a podcast, but yeah, I've got to say hi to the Serenos. Um, so recently, you know, there's this whole debacle in New York State, right, with uh, Governor Cuomo's administration saying, hey, banks, whatever, in, in New York, don't do business with the gun industry. Like, obviously, that's not cool. It pisses me off. Uh, I was very appreciative of Hornady for taking the stance they did yep. as far as saying we're not going to do business with them. I don't mean to mention the competitor here, but, yeah, but Buell, I'm putting you on the spot, bro. Um, like, what do you think about that? And I, if you don't want to answer, you don't have to answer. Uh, personally, uh, I think Hornady did the right thing. Yeah. Um, from a business standpoint, that's not my particular yep. call. So You um, just said personally. So yeah. that's, that's that's clear, right? Um, but if it, if I had the switch at Fioki, we, we would have done that as well. Uh, right. That's not my call. Yeah. Um, that's fair. I've always admired Ronnie Barrett for his his stance on that thing and, and yeah. when I met him that's the first thing I told him and uh, you know he won't sell his firearms to a state that won't sell them to their people Yeah, and I've always admired that about him and in yeah. fact when I was about 19 years old I wrote Ronnie Baird a letter and said oh, really? that yeah and who knows if he ever got it but <laughs> I was just like I need to tell this guy that I appreciate this about him I guarantee yeah. you he got it and, and yeah. I uh, um, so what life goal is I'm going to own uh, a Barrett one day uh, just for that. Like, I don't, I don't care if I ever shoot it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to own it because I, I agree with him that much on that principle. Yeah. So, yeah. How long has it been since California is not allowed 50 well, calibers? Uh, a, a decade, like solid decade. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So, um, oh, and that's, and that's the reason that, uh, 
Barrett invented the 416, the more accurate, longer range. Yeah, rifle. and I'll tell you, I've seen what that round can do, and it's. Uh, I got a good buddy that is, he's he's trying to break the 5,000 uh, yard barrier with the 416. So, but, uh, and so he, I, he's come very close. I just think it's so, funny. California yeah. put up that standard, and they said, "Well, we'll just make a." You know, yeah, a more accurate, longer, exactly. longer range and gun, more penetrating, right? <laughs> Higher velocity, all that stuff. It's like, okay, you know, like there's ways to work around this. Geez, they could have made a four seventy five for you know, <laughs> right? For yeah. all I care, right. and, and it, yeah. So it's just ridiculous. Some of these arbitrary rules and regulations that these governments come up with—they they mean nothing other than feel good, uh, try to appeal to the masses. And I don't even know what the masses means anymore. Clearly, I mean. In our world, masses. I mean, we got we're, we're surrounded by people, like-minded people here at this show. There's thousands and thousands and thousands of them. I think, unfortunately, for our industry, is our people. We tend to be. Well, James is very outspoken, but we tend to kind of stick, you know, stay to ourselves. I'm, you know, I'm gonna head down, do our jobs, live our lives, um, and maybe not as outspoken as we could be at times. I'm gonna say something you told me one time. We're terrible winners. Like, yeah. We're actually really good winners, but in this context, we should be more boisterous and more aggressive once we win. Once we take the initiative, um, you know, we we should be well, getting more offensive. Like we like we on got, the on, we got Congress and the presidency. We yeah. should be on the offensive right now, yeah. and we and we just we win and we sit back and we're wait for humble. them to do something, and and then we and then when they yeah. when they attack us again, then we fight and then we stop again. Yeah, we never take the we never seize the momentum and keep pushing. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Why do you think that is? We're good winners. Yeah, <laughs> We're, yeah. I, I think it is a character thing. You it's know, a sportsmanship yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in general, I mean, yeah. all the amazing people I've met here at, at the show, it, it's a through line. You know, the quality people and all the hubbub about the protests. Right? Oh, there's going to be protests at the NRA. There was 12 people with misspelled signs out in the parking lot, and there's 80,000 people coming here. Yeah. Being nice to each other, helping each other out, you know, spreading spreading the word and doing the right thing. So, I mean, um, you you practically saved Ronnie Barrett's wife's I did life yesterday. Practically, it was it was real close. That I mean, sounds interesting. I I'm not going to say it was like a Navy SEAL moment, but it was close. <laughs> like it was close. Basically, uh, she was she was kind of pretty. She was pinned. She was pinned. She was trapped. Yep. And he he, he sprung uh, her loose. Well, I mean, her, her shoe was stuck, and he uh. got, got her shoe. Uh, oh, oh. Didn't ruin the patent leather though. Yeah. So, so, hey, look at you, man. <laughs> wow. it, was, it was in that great that floor over there. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Man. I didn't even know it was I didn't even know it was uh Mrs. Barrett and I I went over and started helping her and I come up with this high heel and, and while I'm like cutting it out of the grate, all my my coworkers are looking at me like, No, don't do it. What are you doing? I come up with a shoe and all of a sudden uh, someone grabs it from me, I look up and it's Ronnie Barrett and I'm like Oh my goodness! <laughs> I love you. Like you're, you're my hero. So yeah. I, I actually introduced him to Mr. and Mrs. Barrett last night, and I said, "Yeah, you might remember the guy that." Got your shit. They're like, "Hey!" <laughs> it's becoming clear, though, through this episode, Buell is doing everything he can to get so you know to get that Barrett fifty. You know? I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I told He's him. like, "Come on, guys, a little hint." <laughs> I, I gave him my card. I was like, "Anytime you're ever stuck." Okay, you're wearing stilettos out there. Uh, call me, I'll be there. No problem. I'll get a lift, get an Uber. I'll rent a chopper. I don't care. I'll come save your shoes. Wait, wait a minute here now, Yoki. Any uh, 50 BMG? In no, the, not in the U.S. Not yet. yet. Not, not yet. The US yet. We make it uh, when he gets one. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, we make it for some NATO contracts uh, oh, overseas. Nice. 
Yeah. But uh, not commercially in the U.S. yet. But hopefully, yeah. hopefully one day we oh, will. Cool. cool. Right on, man. So um, let's just kind of spin over to uh, training, whatever. I mean, obviously, there's so many different directions we can go. Uh, Buell, tell me what your experience was like going through some of Tactical Responses classes. Um, so I started uh, in reverse. So I started with their force-on-force classes, mm. and then I took fi- uh, the fighting pistol class. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've taken battle rifle from them. Uh, every, every one of them is, is eye-opening, and mm. it's something that uh, I take great pride in. Uh, you know, after, after becoming an alumni, it's the, the difference in tactical response and, and someone else. A lot of people can teach you skills and, and whatever, but um, tactical response teaches you mindset and they, and they build a community that no one else has been able to do. And I give James the credit for it, and he always says it's actually the, the students that do it. But um, that is what's so amazing about tactical response is the alumni community. Um, I can go on the alumni forum and be like, hey, I'm traveling through you know, what was Pope, Wisconsin or something like that, and I need somewhere to stay or I have a flat tire, mm-hmm. and someone will get back to me and, oh, wow. and, and say, hey, we can help you out. And that's what's incredible about it is, is the, the culture that we've, we, that's been built and the, the people around that. So it's amazing. That's, that's what I've really appreciated about the most. Wow. And it comes from the top. You know, James sets that tone and, and really has the, uh, the people take care of each other, yeah. and that's amazing. What's your favorite class that you've taken? The fight. The fight, yeah. Yeah. Uh, out of every, any place I've ever trained anywhere, uh, the fight from tactical response is, is my favorite class. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's the least physical class or one of the least physical classes I believe that they offer. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was the most exhausted after it each day. Mm-hmm. Um, just the intensity, the mental uh, you know, stress and adrenaline dumps and, and trying to take everything in, uh, it, it's amazing. And it, yeah. I, I would recommend it for anyone and everyone that carries a gun to take that class. Mm. And for those that don't know, uh, James, maybe you could tell us, what is the fight about? Well, it's a it's a scenario-based class. Um, we put you in different scenarios like a mugging or a home invasion or a carjacking or something like that. Mm-hmm. And we have uh, Glock, um, the, the, the blue Glocks, the 17 Ts that fire a paint marking round. Right. And we use the uh, federal force-on-force round. And uh, it's, a, it's a real gun. It feels like a real gun, shoots like a real gun. Yep. And uh, we put you in these scenarios. And if you could imagine a third of them, you should not shoot anybody. But we're going to poke your buttons. Yeah. A third of them, you should shoot somebody. And if you don't, we're going to make you feel bad about it. Yep. And then a third of them are choose your own ending. Like how, hmm. how passive or aggressive could uh, steer you into or out of a gunfight. And hmm. the thing I'd like to say about that is people listening, their, their mind probably instantly went to the aggressive people get into the gunfights more. That is false. People that are passive will wait too long. They don't want to be rude. They don't want to push past people. They will stay in a dangerous area because they don't want to be considered rude. Where an aggressive person will just like, screw this, I'm out of here, and just push through. And uh, so we find very often it's the people that don't want any trouble mm. that wind up in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's actually a perspective that uh, the way you just phrased that, I don't know that I've heard anybody say it quite like that before. Uh, but I could definitely see that. And I've, I think I've seen things like that happen before as well. So the fight, uh, was it that three-day class? Two. Two-day class. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, sounds like a good one. And that, you know. So if, 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 if you don't mind. Yeah, So totally. like, like fighting pistol yep. is the class and the fight. That's is, like your bread and butter, right? Fighting pistol is the class and the fight's the test. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, there's probably a better way to articulate it, but that's the, the thing. And sometimes right. people, people like, will take the fight first uh, before fighting pistol. Is that how you did it? Yeah. You took the fight? And then, so, okay, yeah. But here's what I find, find about it is that they, uh, they are much better students in fighting pistol. Mm. After the because they get when, when I teach it they won't argue with me because they already know they already have the history of the gunfight so they when I'm talking in class they're not going oh that was, oh I'm not, that's not the way I do it they go oh that's why that's the correct way to do that mm. so they make really good students yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense you know but in all honesty it's it's uh, you're talking about two it's apples and oranges right I mean fighting pistol shooting a pistol period is is one particular skill set that's actually comprised of a lot of different subsets. And actually, fighting is it, 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 gun or not, right? Like fighting right. is a totally different right. thing, and mindset's a totally different thing, well, the, right? The so root. these are all different parts of of the whole right. that you see folks out there that have the pistol piece down really well, and you see people that probably have never picked up a gun in their life. Like I don't know how, how about this. We were actually just talking about this yesterday with uh, oh, I don't remember who it was that we were talking yesterday about this particular thing, but that coach uh, Feast or whatever mm-hmm. in uh, Parkland, yeah, hero. Right, I don't know. He maybe he's never picked up a gun in his life. Right, but he was totally willing to go right. into battle. Right, to fight, and and really that didn't mean he could do a whole lot other than to shield these kids and 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 give his life for them. That showed us a polarity of mindsets. Yeah, you know, um, there was someone there that uh, was equipped yeah. and didn't have the mindset, and someone there that was equipped with the mindset and maybe not the tools. Right, and that's why exactly, and that's why gears on the bottom of my priority list. Right. Yep. Um, yeah, and. and uh, just to think if those were re- like if that could have been reversed and Absolutely. all the dominoes could have been on the with the right person, uh, yeah. how different that could have been. And yep. uh, that guy's an absolute hero, and and uh, I think I think we owe him a debt, you know, as Absolutely. a nation. Absolutely, the, we do. The, the root word to gunfight is not gun; it's fight. And the name of my class is fighting pistol. And yep. so I'll say I'll tell people like they say, "What do you do for a living?" I say, "I teach good people to kill bad people." Right. Go, oh, you're you're a shooting instructor. No, I'm, I don't teach shooting. <laughs> I teach fighting. It just happens right. to be the th- the thing in your hand is a is a, a gun. It could be a knife or it could be anything else, and um, and so the the hierarchy of survival principles at the top is mindset. Then below that is tactics. Below that skill. Then below that gear. Mm. And people worry the most about gear, and then next is yeah. skill. I think people also spend far more oh, money yeah. on gear because than those other things because they they think they can buy their way into being yeah. a good shooter and um and the thing about skill is you don't have to be like a world-class you know champion to defend yourself but you do have to have a survival level of proficiency and you do have to be able to shoot when everything's going wrong yeah. and um and people are very flippant about it and it's a it's not that complicated but um but you have to be able to do it under stress yeah now you're in camden uh, tennessee Mm-hmm. Which is not that far from Nashville. Nope. Right. And recently, you had the Waffle House shooting, not too far. Yep. Right. You're right. Right there in the Nashville area. Uh, I was just thinking too, as we had this conversation, that that uh, James Shaw Jr. Same sort of thing. Like he didn't have any tools, uh, but he was willing to fight, and he went into the fight, and he got wounded in the fight, but he still didn't give up. He grabbed that gun, tossed it away, and that thing that that thing was ended. Yep. Like that's. I, we also owe him a great debt as well. I yeah, think. absolutely. Yep, and and uh, I I may miss the quote just a bit, but yeah, I, I saw him quoted somewhere and saying he's not going to get an easy one from me. 
right? <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He, he, he said that when the guy and and he did something about it, and you know, yeah, that's that's amazing. Yeah, um, and you know, I don't know what I would do in that situation. I hope that I would, I would. Yes, you do. do. Yes, you do. Um, People say I don't know what I do. Yes, you do. Yeah. Make the decision right now, and then do yeah. that. Well, I know yeah. what I, you know, yeah. I know what I. Yeah, would, I like would that. Hope I would. That's do. what you would do. Um, right. And, but um, yeah, yeah, that that was amazing. It was an amazing story. Yeah, awesome, great stuff, James. Anything you want to just like get off your chest, man? You know, grievous <laughs> sins you want to repent of, or <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm not much of a sinner. I pretty much, uh, pretty much to play it all above board. No, um, I, I'm just curious if there's a. Uh, you know, kind of getting close to wrapping it up here and just uh, wondering if there's anything on your mind you want to share with the listening public. I will uh, – I usually talk to talk to the student, but I'll talk to the instructors this time. Mm, I like it. Um, the best way to teach somebody nothing is to teach them everything you know. And I see all these people that, mm. that have these people doing all kinds of stuff. and uh, And I'm like, that needs to be in bite-sized portions. And mm. – uh, um, and so I just, I would just caution, especially new instructors. They think well, I got to put a ton of stuff in this class uh, to make my name or whatever. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm, in, I'm, I'm telling you to back that scope off, like, mm. <laughs> like do less curriculum, but more repetitions and, and a, and a deeper, deeper level of instruction on what you're teaching. Uh, that is for your students benefit and, and they will see a market improvement and that will build your company. Yeah. That's a really great advice. And I appreciate that. Um, I wish you'd given that to me, you know, months and months ago. I have an instructor <laughs> class. I have an instructor class that you could have taken. And <laughs> I, no, I'm going to make it out there eventually uh, to see you guys. Uh, I, I'm I'm constantly watching the calendar and looking for opportunities where it aligns with with our schedule and then uh, make it you know. align. <laughs> Yeah, I should talk to my wife about that. <laughs> Bring her. <laughs> I wish she was. Uh, I wish she was a fighter, a shooter. Uh, yeah, it's they, right. it's working not, on that. It's I'm working a, on that. Opposites attract, man. Yeah. There's a reason. That, it's, it's so true, you know. And the uh, what we talk about in our marriage all the time is that we're puzzle pieces. You know, uh, we we fit for a reason, and where I'm weak, she's strong, and vice versa. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it's and it's important to keep that in mind. The, the only thing that I would tell any anybody anybody's spouse is it's okay to let the husband protect to protect you yeah until he's not there and here's the thing if you have children yeah. you are their bodyguard when he's not there yeah. so and then yeah. i have women that say okay well i'll carry a gun when he's not here but i'm not going to carry one when he's here i go okay <laughs> all right who do you want raising your kids and they're like what well, if you get killed, there's going to yeah. have some other chicken here raising your kids. Uh, he's probably going to get some. He probably got life insurance, right? And <laughs> and he's probably going to have some cash. He's probably wound up maybe at a strip club, you know, seven or eight nights a week. And do you think do you think a do you think a twenty year old stripper will take care of your kids when they get sick? Oh man! And, Next uh, thing you know, she's a four time <laughs> alumni. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll have to point her to this episode. Uh, but, yeah. serious, but seriously, ladies, yeah. like you, you are the the you are yeah. your children's your your children's keeper. Yeah. And if he's not there, the job falls on you. And that doesn't mean you that doesn't mean you have to you you can be lesser than him. You've got to be as good as him in protecting those kids. Yeah. Well, it's something that for for us in our relationship has been uh, it's been a process and. Uh, she's made great progress through the years. Awesome. It's you know, Fantastic. it's, it's going to probably take still a little more time, but well, I, do, I do, think do we'll have, get there. Do you have fire extinguishers in your house? Hopefully, Absolutely. in the kitchen. Okay. Yep. Does she understand how to pull the pin, and press the thing? 
I think so. <laughs> guns are the same way. Yeah, yeah. Guns are yep. the same. Pull the thing, yep. press the thing. Like, <laughs> like you don't have to be. You don't have to be. You know, the, yep. you don't have to be a firefighter to put out a kitchen fire. Yeah. Uh, so that's all, that's all I'm saying. Survival level of proficiency. Absolutely. I'm going to give you a selfish note, and I got this from Clint Smith. Mm. Uh, you'll never sleep better than when you sleep next to someone who's a better shot than you. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's awesome. All right. Thank you, Mr. Smith, for that one. That's good. Cool. Awesome. Well, hey, folks, uh, uh, James, obviously they can find you where I I remember Um, asking in the past, like, where can they find you? If they they can't find me, then. If they're too stupid to find me, I don't want their money. It's an IQ test. (laughs) (laughs) Look him up if you want to go train with tactical response. I promise he's on the Google machine. (laughs) (laughs) Not that hard to find. Uh, And, uh, of course, uh, you can go see uh, libertv.com, right? Yep. And, uh, Keep up the great work there. We support you in what you're doing there because uh, I love seeing you know uh, our industry start to solve some of these problems ourselves. I mean, I've had conversations with people recently with all the talk about banks. Well, what if all the banks suddenly decide to stop allowing us to do business? I I feel confident that there's enough pro-gun Americans in this country that we'll we'll do something to solve that. We'll create our own bank. Fifty percent of the country would want it. Yep. We'll create our own bank. We'll solve that problem. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should be proactive and start getting after that right now. Who knows? Well, yeah. that, that's one of the things I'm doing is I'm building a, a, a funding site, like a Kickstarter type site oh. for guns and stuff. Oh, that's cool. And that's that's one of the things I'm going to do to try to raise revenue to mm-hmm. build Liberty TV. And this is kind of fun to see you. I mean, not just doing YouTube, not just doing uh, uh, firearms uh, courses, but or fighting courses, excuse me, no, Mr. No, Yeager. No. no, but but also you're really starting to branch out into some other different segments of the industry, aren't you? I always have. You're just yeah. hearing about it now. <laughs> that must be. That must be. Well, hey, man, keep up the great work. Buell, thanks again for oh. being part of this. Uh, both of you on the for the second time. That, yeah. That's actually a fairly small list of people that have been on the Concealed Carry podcast uh, for two times. What's the list of guest co-hosts? It's even smaller than that. I'm the elite of the elite here, boys. I think I wish I could say you're number one, but I think you're number two. I think someone else has that distinction. You're the first first. or last. But uh, that's still a very short list, Buell, and we'll probably have to have you again. Yeah, I'd love to, man. Thanks for coming out. Um, Thank you, Dallas NRA. This is awesome. You know, Mama, we made it. This this place is awesome. Um, FiocchiUSA.com, Fiocchi Ammunition, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Like, share, follow, all that good stuff for us. And uh, if we go on there uh, and you talk to anyone on our Facebook, you're talking to me. So send me a message. Yeah. Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear hear all about it, yeah. feedback and all that good stuff. So. And what Buell was saying, by the way, by giving all the websites, uh, you know, addresses and all that, is that you're okay with the stupid people buying Fiocchi ammo. Uh, well, <laughs> I, 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 yeah. <laughs> I um, I would like to help them find me. Hey, I, I'm not as I'm not he, as big deal as old James. Here's one like. thing though, because I see it in comments left on our website or on our on our social media where people are talking about well, what's the best you know bullet to buy or whatever, yeah. right? You know, like stupid questions like that. And 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 they tr- someone will drop in there inevitably Fioki and they don't have a clue how to spell it. So yeah. oh yeah, F I O C C H I. That's right. Well, well, here's the thing: they don't know how to say it either. <laughs> That's so right. I'm, and I'm not even going to mispronounce it here. To, but like Fiachi. Uh, oh, see, no, no, no. You say that three times and come out of the mirror and get you. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and to be brutally honest, um, yeah. that was one of my first missions. Is uh, we we've 
done a poor job telling our story uh, in the past mm-hmm. and and learning how to say our name and who we are is a big part of it and that falls on me and that's what I'm trying to do with help cool. from people like you and James yeah. and I really appreciate you guys. No way to own it, man. And uh, thanks for coming on the Conceal Carry Podcast today. Uh, my pleasure. Well, there you go. Uh, a very entertaining, interesting, I think informative, educational, you know, interview with uh, James Jager. Uh, thanks again, James. Thank you again, Fioki Ammunition. Uh, thank you, Buell Collins. Uh, everybody listening, thank you for listening to this episode too. You know, we really appreciate you. And, uh, you know, without our listeners, there would be nobody listening and thus no reason to do the podcast. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> um, anyway, once again, today's sponsors of the podcast, Fioki Ammunition, FiokiUSA.com, F-I-O-C-C-H-I-U-S-A.com. As an honorary sponsor, we appreciate them. And thank you, you guys, for seriously letting us come in and take over your booth for a couple hours. You guys are awesome. Also, uh, once again, the Ultimate Dry Fire Training Program with John Wallace of Shooter Technology Group and the Laser App Team. Free online training course about all about dry fire. And also, a lot of that incorporates and shows you, shows you how to use effectively the Laser App system. But overall, just really great stuff about dry fire. Concealedcarry.com forward slash dry fire course. And then also, today's episode brought to you by uh, Mike Hughes of Next Level Trainings, the grip development course. Uh, you'll want to get signed up for that at concealedcarry.com forward slash grip course. Totally free. You, it's going to take you to a page on our store, on our online store. And it said you've got to click add to cart and go check out. That's just the way that's just the way our system works. Um, but you don't have to pay a dime. You just check out. It's going to say it's zero dollars, zero cents. Fill out the information and check out, uh, and bam, you'll get you'll be granted. You, you know when you log in, if you're not already logged in to our site, you'll see those courses available in the dashboard area of our site. So that's how it works. Go get signed up. Work on your grip today. Work on your dry fire program. Really excellent courses, all available for free. So appreciate it. Your support of those courses will support us and the podcast, allow us to keep bringing to you, hopefully, great and valuable content. So with that, Matthew and I are going to bid you all adieu. Day three tomorrow, yes. Guardian Breakthrough uh, Pistol Course. Uh, then I head back to Denver, and uh, next week we will have to we'll right back at it. podcast again <laughs> <laughs> with uh, some news stories. Um, I will head give you a heads up. Don't think we're going to get that podcast done on Tuesday like we would like to because we have a, a big company-wide meeting on Tuesday. Mm. So it'll probably be Wednesday. So there you go, a little heads up. But we will see you guys next week, uh, probably live on Facebook, news episode on Wednesday, and then we'll have other great content. I think we're going to have like kind of like a Q&A hybrid um, episode uh, the second part of the week next week we have a bunch of backlogged questions from yeah. listeners so and, and i think we ought to hit yeah absolutely that's why i was i was going to mention before we go the those the the listeners that you guys sending in all these questions and stuff i know we haven't gotten to all of them we are we do value those tremendously and uh and, and we're getting around it and we're we're trying to get to a, a an episode where we can put all those together yeah. and just kind of uh, i think next week might be the one yeah it might be the the opportunity to to do just that so there you go guys and gals uh, appreciate you all have a great uh, rest of your weekend i know that these uh this episode is getting to you kind of late this week but we've been busy training and that's the way it goes and speaking of training 
A reminder to train right, train often, and train safe so you can fight hard, fight fast, and fight true. Take care. A reminder that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand applicable laws. The Concealed Carry Podcast, Concealed Carry Inc., ConcealedCarry.com, and their affiliates strive to share insights and stories about firearm-related incidents and laws, but things could be different where you live, or laws may have changed by the time you listen to this. We cannot be held liable for your actions based on the information shared in this podcast.